0: Welcome back to the Brokenomics Podcast. I am your host, Chase Aldridge, and in today's episode, we are going to be going over how my wife and I had paid off over $6,500 of credit card debt. I have five steps that we're going to walk through, so let's dive right in. Imagine this, you go out shopping for a brand new TV, you're standing in the aisle, you're looking around, and you find the perfect 65 inch 4K smart TV that you've always wanted. You go to the clerk and they ring you up and they say, that'll be a thousand dollars in this hypothetical situation, of course. And you look at them right in the eyes and you say, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm not going to pay $1,000 for this TV. No way. I'm going to pay $1,686 for this TV. Obviously, they're going to look at you extremely confused. I mean, why would you offer to pay more money for the exact same TV? You wouldn't, right? However, every time we use our credit card and we keep a balance on it and decide that we're just going to make the minimum monthly payments, this is exactly what we're doing. Let's use this TV example. We bought a TV for $1,000. The average interest rate on a credit card is usually around 24%, sometimes even higher than that. The minimum monthly payment is typically 3% of the balance. So in this example, I used $30. If you continue just making the minimum monthly payments on this TV, you would end up paying $686 in interest. The point of this exercise is not to discourage anyone who is currently in credit card debt. In fact, the average credit card debt in the U.S. is about $6,365 per household. If you have credit card debt, I absolutely sympathize with you and your situation. My wife and I have paid off over $6,500 of credit card debt ourselves. The reason I wanted to bring this example up is to show the importance of paying off this high interest debt as soon as possible. A lot of times we get so hung up in just making our monthly minimum payments that we don't even realize the long-term implications of these high interest rates. Now that we understand the importance of getting our credit card debt paid off as soon as possible, we can start to build a plan to get it taken care of. I have five steps that we're gonna go through today to get you on the right track. Step number one is you got to face the numbers. My wife and I were in quite a bit of credit card debt coming out of college. I mean, why would anyone let a college student who doesn't have a consistent income have a credit card? But anyways, that's beside the point. We had multiple balances spread out within multiple cards and had absolutely no idea how much credit card debt we were actually in. And just like any financially savvy person, I decided to take the route of just keeping our credit card debt out of sight and out of mind and not facing it. This is a brokenomic behavior that we call avoidance. People tend to avoid facing their financial reality due to fear, anxiety, or a sense of overall just denial. I have avoided my financial realities lots of times. But the only way to get through it is facing the numbers. I totally understand how this step can be the most difficult for a lot of people, but it's the most important. We have to know where we're at. In order to complete step one, you have to create a list. This list is going to include the name of the credit card, the amount owed on the credit card, the APR or the annual percentage rate, and the minimum monthly payment that you're currently paying on this credit card. Once you've completed this list, congrats, you've now got through step number one, which is ultimately one of the hardest steps, and you have officially faced the numbers. Now let's move on to step two. Step number two is probably one of the easiest steps out of the five. And that is that you have to stop using your credit card until these balances are completely paid off. Now, I know you're probably thinking, well, yeah, Chase, that seems really common sense, right? But one thing that I encourage you to understand is that money psychology is very tricky. I'll give you an example. So my wife and I were in credit card debt. We're working on getting the balances paid. And I still had it in my mind that I wanted to use the credit cards. And let me tell you my rationale that I was playing over and over and over again in my head. And I was like, man, I want to go on a nice vacation. And you know what I would love even more than that? I would love if I got to use some of my credit card points to pay for some of this vacation. And if I stop using my credit card... I'm not going to accrue these points to help pay for my vacation. Even though the financial reality is that we're carrying a balance on these credit cards that are accruing interest and that interest is likely going to outweigh that one penny that we earn per point towards our next flight. So, take my advice, stop using the credit cards until the balances are paid. Step number three consists of choosing your method for how you're going to tackle this credit card debt. Good news is, is there's only two to choose from, which makes it super simple. We have the debt snowball approach and we have the avalanche method. The debt snowball approach is really popular, especially if you listen to to Dave Ramsey. And basically this method, we're going to start with the lowest balance first, and we're going to pay extra payments towards that lowest balance, and then just the minimum payments on all the other cards. Once that lowest balance is completely paid off, now you're just going to rinse and repeat. So you're going to roll over all the funds you're paying towards that card into your next lowest balance. And then it starts to snowball for you, and the next thing you know, you are out of debt. Now, there's some pros and cons to everything. The pros to this method is that it's going to keep you motivated. You're going to get that gratification of going ahead and knocking out those low balances. And then it's going to give you kind of a sense of, hey, there's some light at the end of the tunnel. The downside to this method is that you could end up paying more interest on these cards over time. But that's where the avalanche method comes in. The avalanche method consists of starting with the highest interest rate first and working on paying that down. And then once that's paid completely off, you go to the second highest interest rate. And then you rinse and repeat until your debt is taken care of. So the benefit of this one is that you're going to pay less in interest in the long run, unlike the snowball method. However, this one could be a little less motivating, especially if your highest interest you know, debt is also the highest balance than all the rest of your debt. So it's going to take a lot more motivation and willpower to continue to keep paying on it. However, typically more financially savvy folks will attack the high interest debt first. Now, with that being said, just know that this is a really high point of contention in the personal finance realm. There are a lot of folks who are very pro snowball approach and there are a lot of folks who are pro avalanche approach. Uh, In my opinion, I just say just Pick one that you can stick with consistently. You now know the pros and cons. I, I don't really care which one is, is better than the other. I think that's kind of missing the big picture. The big picture is that you have some kind of plan or strategy or approach to getting your debt paid off. That's what's most important. Now that you have that lined out, we can move on to step number four. We are almost there step number four is a fun one in my opinion and that is we are going to identify our credit card debt free date so here's what you're going to do you're just going to hop online you're going to search a credit card debt payoff calculator there's lots of great ones out there you can go to bankrate.com they have lots of these calculators ready to go for you these calculators will help you see hey if I pay an extra $25 per month towards my credit cards, I will be credit card debt free by this date. And this is really gonna help you see the light at the end of the tunnel. Write that credit card debt free date somewhere. Have it always in the forefront of your mind so that way you can stay motivated to getting out of credit card debt. We have officially made it to step number if you've been listening to the podcast this long thank you so so much step number five is that we got to attack this credit card debt very aggressively as we learned from the beginning of the podcast we do not want to be keeping balances on these cards we do not want to be paying six hundred dollars extra for that one thousand dollar tv so here's what we did first and foremost. If you have anything in your savings account over a thousand dollars I would recommend putting it all towards your credit card debt and just keep that thousand dollars in there just in case you have something that comes up that uh, is a small emergency you have something in your savings account that can kind of cushion you but that's exactly what we did we took any amount of savings we had above a thousand dollars and we put it all towards our credit card debt another step is that you may want to consider pausing investing any further. Think about it this way. The average interest rate on these credit cards is usually around 20 24%, sometimes even higher than that. And the most return you're going to get in the stock market is usually 7 to 8%. So the interest you're gaining on the credit cards is probably going to outweigh the amount of return you're going to get in the stock market. So I would consider pausing the investing until the credit card debt is completely paid off. The last thing is to put the payments on autopilot. So don't just leave it up to your own vices to make these additional payments. Set it up on your credit card app to have it automated for you. So that way it holds you accountable to hitting your credit card debt-free date. Once you've gotten these five steps working for you, you are well on your way to getting out of credit card debt. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm actually a big fan of using credit cards. However, we have to learn how to use credit cards responsibly and make sure that we're sticking to our spending plan when doing so. There's a big difference between spending money on a credit card that you have in the bank Versus spending money on a credit card that you do not have in the bank. The key is to become a transactor. A transactor is a credit card company's worst nightmare alongside someone who just doesn't pay their bill at all. But a transactor is an individual who pays their credit card balance in full every single month. That way you can enjoy all the perks and benefits of the credit card without paying all the interest on it. There are a lot of great perks and benefits to credit cards that we'll go over in future episodes. But I think another note to take before we end the episode today, and that's something that actually a good buddy of mine had told me one time. He said, Chase, I don't use credit cards. And the reason why is because I just, I know myself. I know my behavior. I know if I have a $5,000 limit, I'll just go swipe, swipe, swipe my credit card everywhere. and next thing you know, I'll hit the limit. It'll be out of control. And I think that's an extremely wise and self-aware thing to notice. So maybe, you know, if that's you, if you know, Hey, I just, I I don't have the discipline. I know I don't have the spending under control. You know, I don't need a credit card. Maybe that's the approach you take. However, If you do have your spending under control, which you can listen to my prior podcast and kind of get more of a handle on your spending and you have a good spending plan in place, credit cards can be a great tool for you. Uh, The key is obviously you just have to become a transactor and pay that credit card in full every single month. And that is it for today's episode. Thank you so, so much for tuning into the episode today. I really appreciate it. If you found anything valuable in today's episode, please go up and hit the notification bell so you can be notified when we drop further episodes. And also, please rate the podcast. This is what's going to help it grow. Also, be sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok for more personal finance content. This is Brokenomics, and I'm your host, Chase Aldridge. I'll see you on the next episode.